Section 8, A Class Book of Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Class Book of Old Testament History, Book 2, Chapter 3. The History of Isaac, by George Frederick MacLear. For nineteen years after their marriage, Isaac and Rebekah were childless. But at length, in answer to earnest prayer, Rebekah became the mother of twin sons, Esau, Harry, Ruff, and Jacob, he that holds by the heel or supplanter. The bitter enmity afterwards to exist between the brothers was foreshadowed even before their birth, and as they grew, the difference in their characters became still more prominent. Esau became a cunning hunter, wild and daring, even as his rough and robust frame betokened, reveling like a true son in the desert in the excitement of the chase. Jacob, on the other hand, was a quiet domestic youth, dwelling in tents, the favorite of his mother, while Esau, by a not uncommon caprice of affection, was the favorite of the general retiring Isaac whose keen relish for savory food was gratified by his success in the hunting field. It is in connection with his favorite pursuit that Esau first attracts our notice. As the eldest son, he had several important privileges. He held superior rank in the family, and would succeed to a double portion of his father's property. His also was, in all probability, the priestly office and the covenant blessing. These were the privileges of his birthright, and by an oriental patriarch were held as dear as life itself. On one occasion Esau returned faint and weary from the chase, and saw his brother Jacob preparing some dark red pottage of lentils. Famished and exhausted, he longed for the fragrant mess, and implored his brother to let him have it. Seeing his distress, Jacob determined to avail himself of it for his own ends, and agreed to give his brother the pottage on condition that he sold him his birthright. Unable to control the pangs of hunger, bent on the immediate gratification of his appetite, Esau was willing to barter all his privileges for a single meal. But words were not sufficient for his artful brother. He must have an oath solemnly attesting the exchange. Swear unto me, said he, and Esau swore, and sold his birthright for one morsel of meat, and ate and drank, and rose up and went his way. At a subsequent period, in consequence of a grievous famine, Isaac left Lahairoi and journeyed southward to Gerar, within the fertile coastline of Philistia. While here he received a warning from the Almighty against going down into Egypt, and was assured of the continuance of the same blessing which his father had enjoyed. Thus encouraged, he continued to dwell at Gerar, but like his father, was not always proof against temptations to distrust his almighty protector. He persuaded Rebekah to represent herself as his sister, and subjected himself to a cutting rebuke from Abimelech for this unworthy equivocation. At Gerar his wealth increased exceedingly, and he made the first advance beyond the purely pastoral life. He sowed in that land, and reaped within the year a hundredfold. But his wealth and prosperity in time provoked the jealousy of the Philistines, 
and they stopped up the wells which his father had dug nor did the patriarch feel himself secure till he had moved still further southward to beersheba here like abraham before him he built an altar unto jehovah and called upon his name and was rewarded by a second confirmation of the covenant promise while his contentions with the philistines were brought to a close and a mutual compact ratified between them but his domestic happiness was not equally secured to the great grief of both his parents esau now forty years of age contracted an alliance with judith the daughter of beeri and bashemoth the daughter of elon both of the race of the hittites to whom he afterwards added mahalath a daughter of ishmael of the greater portion of isaac's life at beersheba the scripture narrative tells nothing nor is any incident recorded till we hear that he waxed old and his eyes grew dim so that he could not see then reminded of the uncertain tenure of life he resolved by a solemn act to bestow the patriarchal blessing upon his eldest son summoning esau before him he bade him go forth to the hunt and bring him venison such as he loved promising the blessing as his reward his words did not escape the quick ears of rebecca eager to obtain this important privilege for her favorite jacob she bade him during the absence of his brother slay two kids with which she prepared savory meats such as isaac loved then arraying him in garments belonging to his brother and placing the skins upon his hands and neck she directed him to go into the presence of his father and pass himself off as his wild rough brother esau after some hesitation jacob fell in with her plan and in the disguise she had prepared presented himself before his father but isaac though old and dim-sighted was not free from his suspicions to jacob's assurance that he had been to the chase and brought of the prey he replied by inquiring how he had found it so quickly nor did the ready but untruthful answer that the lord had brought it to him relieve his mind come near said he that i may feel thee whether thou be my very son esau or not and jacob went near and his father felt him another question and another falsehood followed and at length jacob was bidden to present the venison that he had taken and the old man ate and drank and then bestowed upon him in all its fullness the covenant blessing he prayed that god would give his son the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine that he would make people to serve him and nations to bow down to him so that he might be lord over his brethren and see his mother's sons bow down to him a blessing to all that blessed him a curse to all that cursed him thus successful in his shameful artifice jacob had scarcely gone forth from his father's presence when the true esau returned from the chase with savory meat he too presented himself before isaac and besought his blessing the old man trembled very exceedingly when he heard the voice of his eldest son but told him that he had come too late his brother the supplanter had been before him and the irrevocable words had been spoken with a great and exceeding bitter cry esau implored his father for one blessing which perchance might be left and at length isaac assured him that his dwelling would be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above but he must live by his sword and serve his brother till the day when he too shall gain the dominion 
and should shake his brother's yoke from off his neck. Enraged at the deception which had been practiced upon him, Esau did not conceal his design of revenging himself by putting Jacob to death, and only deferred it till the days of mourning for his father were ended, whose death he deemed to be near at hand. But his dark threat became known to Rebekah. Anxious to save her favorite son, she persuaded him to undertake a journey to his uncle Laban at Pardon Aram, promising, when a few days were over and his brother's wrath was appeased, to send for him again. Without communicating her real motive in urging this journey, she at the same time secured the acquiescence of Isaac by pretending anxiety that Jacob should marry one of the daughters of Laban, rather than follow his brother's example and contract an alliance among the Hittites. Accordingly, Isaac sent for his son and bade him go to Padan Aram, urging him to take thence a wife from amongst his own kindred, and then consciously and purposely transferred to him and his seed after him the blessing of Abraham. This is the end of Section 8, Book 2, Chapter 3, by Dave Courier.